Welcome to the Startup Climb Podcast. I'm your host, Ewin. Startup Climb is a weekly podcast show where we bring you conversations with startup founders. Through the podcast, you will gain a behind-the-scenes look at their journey, their struggles, and what it takes to run a startup. In today's episode, we have Paddy Tan, co-founder of Blackstone Consulting. Blackstone Consulting is a regional growth consulting firm that specializes in innovative scaling and technology deployment strategy in Southeast Asia. Their clients range from small and medium enterprise to large corporates. Welcome, Paddy. Hi, Paddy. Hi, hi. Hello. So for listeners that might not know much about Blackstorm Consulting or what you do, could you share a little bit? Okay, sure. Uh, okay, so Blackstorm uh, Consulting is actually a Singapore-based company. Uh, we are pretty much, uh, well, in, in, in the industry, we're actually more known as a fixer. Uh, fixer in the sense that uh, we do a lot of uh, structuring, restructuring, and uh, scaling of companies. Most of the clientele are those uh, funded startups, uh, SME, and uh, some of them are listed companies where they are run by the second and third generations of uh, successor. In a nutshell, what we do is that uh, we uh, work with our clientels. Uh, most of our clientels are the owners themselves and uh, even uh, some of them are investors. So what we do is that uh, we will work with companies that, uh, you know, probably uh, that uh, they, they, they are ready to go big. So they want to go from country to country. They want to go from market to market, but uh, they will probably need some, uh, some helping hands uh, to be able to help them to identify uh, where are the gaps that they may have in within their company first before they take the first move. So they hire people like us uh, where we come in and uh, we try to identify where are all the gaps. It may be a product, it may be a, a people, it may be the potential, or it may uh, also that uh, we come in to help them to so, so-called uh, align, align things a bit more properly before they actually uh, go big. So this is more of the structuring part. Uh, whereas uh, for restructuring part, it can be uh, things like uh, they did something on their own. Uh, halfway through, then they realize that, okay, uh, either the direction is not correct or that uh, you know uh, they, they, they face some challenges in the countries or in the market they entered. Uh, on their own and uh, they will probably need some help uh, <clears throat> to help them to so-called restructure a bit maybe look into things like uh, you know uh, how to how to put them up together uh, and also even things like hey you know uh, I, I'm not doing fantastically well but uh, it may have been taken much longer than we expected so can you guys come in and help us to uh, have a look see on uh, you know uh, how can we do better so that's much much of the restructuring part uh, last but not least, uh, scaling. Uh, honestly, this is the part that uh, we we are, we are pretty strong. Uh, partly it's because of uh, right. you, you know you you work with companies on the structuring part, getting themselves ready, and then uh, you also work with companies that uh, you know they may have done could have been done better. So the scaling part is very much of. Uh, uh, everything's ready, you know, uh, like things are aligned. So they want to enter into the particular market. <clears throat> so when they want to enter into a particular market, uh, one of the biggest, biggest challenge, uh, especially in Southeast Asia, uh, we, we, our specialty is mainly more in Southeast Asia countries, uh, will be right. um, culture. I, I think culture always uh, make a huge difference uh, on whether your business is going to be successful or not. Uh, and uh, things like, you know, um, you know the, in your country, you may have done certain things, certain way, in a certain way. But somehow, somewhere, when you enter into a particular country, uh, it may be very different. And uh, you, you couldn't quite figure out what went wrong, you know, that kind of stuff. So when we, when we do scaling, 
literally, we have uh, people on on the ground uh, from Taiwan to Singapore to Malaysia to Thailand, uh, where we uh, you know we have uh, physical people who actually help you to do the executions. Uh, that means uh, the plan, the strategies, the executions, and everything uh, we will do. We will do all for you for a period of time, and then uh, even uh, so-called train the trainer, or train the or train the local, or train the uh, someone who is going to take over, and then I uh, will scale the whole market for you. Uh, you know, probably from uh, partnerships to identify customers to even closing a couple of deals for you, and then after that, uh, subsequently we will pass it over to uh to to the to the relevant uh so-called successor or to the headquarter, and then uh they will take over and then they run it uh on their own. Right. So I think just now you mentioned a little bit about like the cultural norms in other countries and they might differ from that of like Singapore or like different countries based on you're in, well, uh, which country you're in. So like, could you share a little bit on like the different uh, cultural norms in like Thailand or Taiwan that might differ from Singapore? Oh, okay. Uh, maybe let, let me start off with uh, Thailand first. Uh, first and foremost, I, I, I think uh, in, in the land of smiles, uh, you know, um, no, they, uh, it, it, it is predominantly is known as uh, Thailand is actually, uh, you know, uh, they, are, they are make up very friendly right. people. They are make up of, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of like, uh, you know, uh, they have very good friendly depositions where you talk to them, they're smart like you and stuff like that. So, 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 so probably because of these assumptions, uh, a lot of businessmen, when they enter into countries like Thailand, uh, we, we tend to take things too literally. Okay. So, uh, for example, a couple of cases that uh, we've been handling will be uh, companies from Singapore uh, looking to enter into Thailand and uh, they've been trying to do it for, for years. Okay. Or even for many months. Then they realize that uh, somehow, somewhere, uh, everything that is being discussed, uh, everything is agreed uh, verbally. But uh, when it comes to contract signing or when it comes to commission, when it comes to revenue, uh, things are not as it seems. Uh, it can be on one hand, uh, as uh, well, we Singaporeans tend to be very uh, black and white. Right. You know, uh, if what's agreed, if what's agreed, you know, stuff like that. I mean, nothing wrong. Uh, but just that uh, we, 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 we tend to uh, don't display the kind of flexibility which uh, in, uh, in, uh, in certain countries like Thailand, uh, they display a very high degree of flexibilities where it's that, okay, uh, I, I, I'm the local, I see that certain things may or may not work. So even though if we are bound by a, a certain black and white agreement, sometimes things has to be twisted here and there just to get things done. So uh, in terms of the uh, flexibilities-wise, uh, we Singaporeans tend to display a bit lesser, whereas uh, for the local Thais, uh, they tend to display a bit more but however, however, uh, we 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 tend to take it too literally. So, so it sometimes created a lot of miscommunication, misunderstanding. That uh, it's like, hey, you know, you, you didn't follow the, you didn't follow what we agreed. So why do you do that? And then uh, straight away you have a situation like, uh, oh, is, is, you know, are you are you trying to are you trying to cheat me, or 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 or, or, or that uh, you know uh, why why we didn't follow it, and then uh, then the the local ties will be taking it as okay, so you basically don't trust me, and uh, this is where a lot of misunderstanding and miscommunication will happen. Right. So this this is this is uh, one of the biggest differences. Uh. Uh, another another is that uh, if let's say for Taiwan side, I think uh, one of the other things that uh, we we um, that we've been working with, uh, there are quite a handful of uh, Taiwan uh, companies. Uh, it can be startup, it can be SME, uh, 
they want to enter into Southeast Asia market. So we handle a couple of those clients. Uh, one of the biggest cultural difference is that even though majority of the uh, Taiwanese are, are Chinese, Chinese, you know, they're probably uh, you know, fluent in Mandarin and stuff like that. Uh, but however, here in Singapore, uh, or even in some other countries like Malaysia, you know, uh, well, there may be a, a a uh, 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 groups of uh, Chinese, uh, but it doesn't mean that uh, no, everybody behave the same. So this is also where the parts that uh, we discovered, that especially when uh, some of the Taiwanese, when they want to enter into uh, Southeast Asia, uh, as much as uh, some of them are very comfortable in uh, you know in countries with a huge population of Chinese, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, no, everybody behave the same. Right. So when the uh, that one of the things that we realize is that uh, when the Taiwanese enter into the uh, country, uh, uh, they, they tend to stick with uh, the Chinese-speaking groups. Okay, uh, Again, uh, nothing wrong, but uh, it's it just that it may actually hinder the potential of uh, where their business can go. So let's say... Uh, for like for some of the clients that we work with, uh, they came back to us and said, "Hey guys, we we face some problem. We need help." I said, "Okay." So when we found it, okay, it's because uh, let's say when they enter into Malaysia, uh, not all the Taiwanese speak fluent uh, English, okay, and uh, similarly, like not all Singaporeans speak uh, Malayu, Bahasa, or you know uh, other than the standard English and Mandarin. Right. So sometimes it's because of this, it created a bit of a uh, tension. Like for example, some of the Taiwanese to them is like, "Hey, you know, um, I, I I speak." My Mandarin, but uh, at the same time, uh, you know, I, I I can speak English, but somehow things are still not going to be powered through. Partly it's because uh, in Malaysia, uh, yes, uh, majority of the Malaysians as they speak English, but somehow sometimes when you want to have a, a, a better understanding, a stronger bond with the locals, uh, it may actually, uh, uh, you know, it may actually benefit all of us if you are able to speak the local language, uh, have a bit of understand the uh, local practices, uh, have a bit of of understanding of uh, you know how things are being run, that things are being functions. Right. So some of the things that we see very clearly is that uh, the uh, the not able to localize uh, certain practices, and at the same time are so not able to understand uh, each other well enough, and always resulted in miscommunication. And uh, usually that is also one of the biggest reasons a lot of uh, partnerships sort of uh, broke up because of that. Right. So. Uh, essentially what Blackstorm is is that like if let's say for example uh, a company wants to expand to Taiwan because you have a Taiwan office there with people that uh, know all the local and cultural norms it is easier for the business to bridge the gap and ease the transition for the company to move into Taiwan. Would that be correct? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, in, in a nutshell that, that's, that's the way that uh, we position ourselves. Right. So like I'm just curious, like, why do you focus on SMEs? Okay, uh, good question. <laughs> uh, actually, we started off with uh, startups. Uh, partly it's because uh, I, I came from this uh, startup background. Uh, I, I started as early as uh, when I was 17 years old. You know, uh, did, some, did some business. And then after that, uh, around 2005, I started my own mobile security software. Sold it off in 2011. And in between, uh, I was actually doing a few mentorships. Uh, running a few, uh, you know, uh, as advisors uh, to some of these startups. Uh, the interesting thing is that uh, uh, I'm actually, I, I was actually focusing a lot on startups. And uh, as uh, we all know, startups is uh, struggling. It's really not easy to run an own business and everything. So along the way, uh, while I was helping all these folks, uh, I, I would say a handful of these companies, either they survive or they don't. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, people breaks up. Sometimes uh, they 
get spin off and everything. So over time, I actually sort of like grow up together with some of these businesses. So some of these businesses and some of these uh, XCO, XCMO, XCO, and those uh, startups may not run very well. So they may have joined other companies. So when they join other right. companies, and then they were like, hey, you know, uh, even though uh, you know, I, I covered quite a fair, fair bit of it on startups and everything, but uh, eventually these guys were like, hey, you know, uh, some of these practices, we still need guidance. We still need people to advise us how to structure. Because uh, I think similarly, like what we have in, uh, in, uh, in startups, you, 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 can't, you, can't, you can't run, you can't run away on, uh, on things like people. You can't run away things like, you know, what are the potential? You can't run away things like how to market branding and everything. It's just like the way of doing it would be very different. For startups, uh, of course, cost is always a big issue. But uh, for SME, uh, well, cost is not really as big of a hinder, but uh, potentially the kind of problem that they face may be similar. So over time, uh, we sort of grow from uh, startups uh, focus into those where they got funded and then they don't they, they are no more a startup startup per se. They, they become a, a funded business where they need to scale. They need to go into partnership. They need to go to joint venture. And uh, some of these folks, uh, some of the so-called founding members of this, uh, they may not have uh, enough experience uh, in the particular country. And this is where we sort of transit from, from startup startup into the SME focus. But uh, incidentally, right. uh, we also have uh, investors because as I mentioned earlier, uh, we have investors who actually uh, invested in this kind of startup, invested in uh, no project financing. So they came over to us and said, guys, uh, I, I have a kid, you know, uh, he's second gen. Uh, I have some businesses, traditional businesses. So I, I need my, I, I want my kids to take over, but uh, they are not interested. So in the end, uh, we may have ended up investing in some startup, invested in some SME, but uh, we, we, we need someone to sort of guide them and you know to, to, to bring up to a certain level. So this is also where we started to look into the S and the M and the L. So you know, so you have a, you, you range from a small to medium to even large corporation, which incentive each uh, some of them are actually under the uh, listed company also. Right. Right. So I'm just curious then, like other than the the scaling part, which I think you mentioned just now when they expand to overseas, why do you choose to focus on restructuring and structuring as well? Uh, okay, so so initially when we first started off, is uh, uh, partly because of uh, the background that uh, you know we we've been focusing a lot on startups. Um, well, startups is actually uh the, the the method for startups to scale is actually pretty straightforward. Uh, is that uh you know they they probably come up with their own products. They, probably come with some services and then uh, along the way uh, they may need uh, fundings to help them to, to to hire more people to focus more on R&D and stuff like that and uh, uh, I would say for all startups but a lot of startups actually started focusing on, on the the products first and then uh, after after once they are done with the products or maybe they got themselves funded that's where some of them actually start to look into how to sell the product who to sell to where to sell to so this is the part where, that where a lot of them will need to look into uh, how to scale their businesses. So when you say scale their businesses, doesn't necessarily mean that it has to enter into a potential market to sell, sell only. Scaling can also mean that, uh, you know, uh, be, be, before we grow bigger, what, what, what are the essential things that we need to have internally first? Maybe uh, the founding members are very good in product, <clears throat> but somehow, somewhere, uh, none of them are actually very, very strong. Uh, in the uh, in, in the certain executions in, in in terms of say sales in terms of say marketing 
or maybe that uh, you know a whole bunch of them are all very young, uh, fresh from school, uh, out from the school, graduates and everything, but uh, they don't have enough uh, experience to, to, to know of a certain particular industry. So this is also the part where uh, when companies like them, when they hire us, then we realize, hey, you know, maybe what we can do is that uh, as a business, yes, I could love to help you to scale, but guess what? Let's say I, I enter into a particular market for you, but uh, eventually you have to be the one to sustain it. <clears throat> you have to be the one to take over it. So, 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 so fundamentally, if the fundamental foundation is not strong enough, it's not capable enough, uh, even if we, if we or, or what, together with them, we scale into a particular market. But uh, internal structures is not there, your infrastructures, your people, your skill sets are all not there. Then <clears throat> this business, it may actually cause you to, 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 you know, to, to hit the wall much faster. So that is also where we decided, uh, maybe we can start off with uh, doing like, you know, like before you go to go for prep, uh, go for an examinations exam, you probably want to have all the mini little tests, have all, set up all your mini little tests, pass all your tests first, and then before you go for a major exam. So this is where right. we started to focus a bit more on the uh, structuring and then uh, restructuring and then uh, before we go into scaling. So like you would say it's a little bit like a two-part process. Lah. Firstly, you do all the internal stuff first, like the structuring and restructuring, make sure that the product market fits. Uh, and then after that, the second part will be the scaling part. Uh, in a way, yes. In a way, yes. Partly it's because of uh, uh, different clientele may have uh, different needs. Uh, right, so right. yeah, you know, you know, like for example, uh, interestingly, a lot of cases are those that focus a lot more on uh, internal structuring first. Okay. Uh, I, 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 as cliche as me, so uh, a lot of a lot of people always a lot of companies always thought that hey, you know, we are already uh, again nothing wrong. Uh, we are already so let let let's let's go into a particular market. Uh, I mean to be fair, you you don't know what you don't know. Okay. Uh, this this is how I say you don't know what you don't know. So 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 incidentally, right. a lot of cases that came to us are those that they attempted themselves, and then uh, it didn't work out. And uh, maybe under pressure from investors, under pressure from time, resources, competition, they were like, hey, why not we just take some money out, hire someone who, who can help us, and then uh, you know, identify where are all the areas of concern, and uh, quickly uh, you know, uh, so-called uh, spruce us up. But at the same time, the same team of people, a local team of people can help us to enter into the market so that you can end up, uh, you know, uh, sort of like train the people, train the trainer, and then at the same time, help us to do executions. Uh, then then in this case, by the time you're ready, you can actually catch up rather than uh, you sort of like lose out to, you know, especially when you come to business, sometimes there are certain trends. Uh, you know, right. If you miss the boat, then you may probably be left behind far, far away. Right, right. Okay. So um, let's go into like the next um, part of the, the conversation then. Like, why do you choose to go into, I guess, fixing problems or consulting? <laughs> okay, this, this, is a very, this is a very common question that I got asked. Uh, okay, I, I, I could say that it started off with, uh, with myself doing my own business. Uh, when I was around 17 years old, I was working, I was studying in, in uh, Singapore Poly, uh, Singapore Polytechnic. So I was doing material engineering. And uh Somehow, somewhere along the way, um, uh, I, I got some opportunity to, to do my own business. 
to help to create websites. And uh, d- during my era, it's, uh, it's a bit different. Huh? There, there wasn't uh, what we know as a WYSIWYG. Huh? Uh, what you see is what you get, you know, the kind of stuff we, we don't have. So a lot of them were based on coding, you know, writing HTML codes and everything. So uh, I, I, I came from a poor family. So we, we don't really, uh, we, can't, we, we can't afford a computer. So I was doing it mainly more on literally A4 size paper and then go to school, you no know, computer labs and everything, and then you type it out. So along the way, I I, I got to learn about all this kind of stuff. Then I was like, hey, okay, I said, hey, now this this may actually be something that can make make some money out of it. So along the way, I I sort of like self taught, and then uh, I know I go out and get some projects here and there, uh, and then uh, I realized that uh, while as much as the skill sets is important, lots of people that I work with, uh, a lot of them are very product guy. They, they, a lot of them see a lot of things on the very, very product. So that means that some of them will be like, hey, I want to have a perfect product right. to before I go into the market. So so that's where I start to see that there is actually a huge gap between those who produce and those who sell. So 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 while while I was learning all this, uh, you know, I, I graduated and then I went to the military uh, national service uh, for two and a half years. It came out. Then I started to realize that uh, it, it may actually be something that somebody will, will want to pay for. Okay, uh, you know, to 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 help to bridge the gap, but I, I knew that I was too young, so uh, so I so I I joined uh, I joined some other companies as a business development engineers, and then I tried to learn between, you know, the production, the, the engineering part, and then the business part, and uh, and I feel that uh, there there should be, you know, a huge potential for people who actually needs help. So uh, I I just kept it within myself, and then I started running my own business because uh, n- n- nothing beats. Uh, you know, someone who actually has real experience rather than you are just one of those many other consultants who, I mean, not all, but some consultants just talk and talk and they themselves actually have no records. Right. So that's where I started to to run my own business and then uh, I, I learned all the uh, the headaches, okay, that as an engineer will always face. And uh, when I sold my company uh, in 2011, uh, I took some money and then I invested in some other companies. Uh, so uh, the typical saying, skin in the game. So I, I, I put in some money in some of the companies and then I myself, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 run it together alongside with the founders. <coughs> So when I was running alongside with the founders, uh, I learned a lot of things. But at the same time, I also share about, you know, maybe we can look into this, maybe we can look into that. And uh, some of the companies that I invested uh, are pretty good <coughs> in what they are doing. Honestly, uh, their products are fantastic. Uh, the tech that they have and, 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 and you know, the, everything is good. But just that they, they, they probably do not know how to sell. Or some of them are just very stubborn, saying that, thinking that my product will sell by itself, you know. But uh, sad to say, the world doesn't function this way. Uh, you have a fantastic product, but you're not known, nobody knows who you are. Or even if you're known, but you're not able to substantiate the, 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 your claims, uh, no, everybody's going to drop you over time. So this is where I feel that there, there may be actually an opportunity that, uh, you know, I, I can go in, help to structure some companies, help to, I mean, companies that I invested myself, uh, help to restructure some of them to probably bring them back to, you know, what, what is the whole business about? And then, uh, and over time, I, I managed to sell a few of those guys, a few of those companies. And I felt that uh, there is actually a market and uh, was, is, is, uh, I would say it's a bit too young to retire or anything, but it's just that uh, since I have some of this experience, why not? Let me let let me see what I can do based on uh on the Southeast Asia market because uh, uh potentially uh the market here is actually very big. Right. Uh, as uh, I mean, we we speak about what, 
thousand plus languages, uh, uh, so many different types of people, so many different countries, so many different islands. I think it's very confusing of what it is. And probably because of this, uh, even, you know, uh, we Southeast Asians uh, ourselves within our own countries, we, we couldn't quite figure out what's going on. So, so, so that's where I see that there is actually a potential to do all this uh, as a service. Lah. Right, right. But like, I guess the, the other question that I have with regards to like um, Black Storm is like, how do you get started? Like, like who are your first client? How do you acquire clients? Because I mean, like there are so many consulting firms out there. How do you differentiate yourself? Oh, okay. Uh, good question. Okay. So, so uh, as I mentioned, uh, I, I invested in a couple of other companies. Uh, when I when I when I did my first exit in two thousand eleven, I, I I invested in some of these companies. Some of these companies actually started off when uh, when I was mentoring them. You know, I was talking to them about you know stuff like that, and then uh, along the way, uh, I found hey, you know, it, it, it seems quite interesting. Probably I invest in you. So when I invested in them, I I I. Uh, I, I sort of like, you know, uh, dabble my, myself in and I start to look into the products, start to look into the technicals, start to look into the sales and everything. So I gained some knowledge on all this and uh, word spread. Well, in a way, you know, because you put money into the company, you you want to make sure that you don't kill the company also. Right. So 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 along the way, when I was doing all this, uh, well, word spread. Uh, some of these founders found, hey, you know, it's quite interesting of uh, what this guy is doing. So they share with the other peers, and then uh, <clears throat> then some other peers will 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 came over to me and say, hey, Paddy. Uh, we understand that you are investors of this particular company. Uh, we we may need your help. Uh, can you advise us and stuff like that? So, so what I did was that uh, to prevent any conflict of interest or whatsoever. So what I usually do is I would just talk to them first. You know, just casually talk to them. You come to me with a problem. I, I probably can give you a bit of insights. I can probably ask you some questions, and then uh, hopefully you can sort it out yourself. You know, because uh, I mean to be fair, I I'd rather work for my own money. Right. I invested in this company. I I rather make sure that. The, the, the effort that I put in uh, can give a result rather than I work for someone else who you know uh, who I may not have any uh, commercial commercial investment so 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 during this period of time uh, I start to see that hey uh, there is a limitation of what I can do as an individual uh, I, I, I can't be, I mean, I, everybody has 24 hours only. I can't be putting money into this company and then uh, spending all the time on this company. Uh, or, or, you know, I still have my other commitments or so. So this is where <clears throat> I start to say that, why not let me just try it out, set up a, set up a team of people, okay? Uh, figure things out along the way. I mean, I, I, I have some money to burn. So why not put in some money, hire some people, figure things out along the way, and then find out where are the gaps. Partly it's because of what I, um, what I so-called, I'm, I'm a mentor, I'm an investor, but at the same time, I have to be very realistic that uh, I spend most of the time uh, is in a certain sector, in a certain industry, but uh, things have to change and things evolve. And interestingly, <clears throat> I... Um, I mean, I got two kids. One is uh was born in two thousand eleven. One was born in two thousand fifteen. And uh, this is this this was also the driving force that I decided probably fly a bit lesser, and then uh you know set up a team here in Singapore, and then uh, use Singapore as a hub for anyone who wants to come into Southeast Asia. Partly it's because there are a lot of VCs, there are a lot of investors here. But and also, uh, legally speaking, your patents, and copyrights, and everything are, are are pretty pretty strong compared to uh, compared to maybe uh, other countries. So so I thought of maybe what I can do is that uh, let me set up something here, and then uh, we try it out. So I, I'll fund everything myself first, but we try it out. So that means uh, we, we we test the market in the sense that uh, uh, why and, and most of the people that I hired, uh, including uh, you know uh. 
uh, some of them were my interns, uh, were my business analyst becomes my co-founder of today, of Blackstorm. So what, what I did was I, I, I used the opportunity to say, maybe let's try it out because why? First and foremost, uh, the industries are changing. The business environment are changing. There is actually no way that I can use my past experience on engineering uh, you know, I, I graduated in 1997. Okay, right. so I, I can't be using my past experience and then hope to hope to solve problem of the future. So me instead, I should probably try to evolve myself and then look at where the markets or where are the potential markets or where are the the Southeast Asia as as, as a whole may be moving towards. So this is also I was like uh 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 paid gets paid, but at the same time, solve some of this problem. And then you, 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 you get to progress where the industry may be going. So I learned while well, I'm being paid, but at the same time, I solve problems and then uh, build my own team. And hopefully, eventually, uh, we are experienced enough to, to target a certain sectors. Right. Right. Then the next question that I have then would, would be like... Then what happens if like how do you measure success then like like because like for example when you're consulting for a company when you're helping them solve problem how would you measure the success or how would the company be like oh wow I, I actually improve like what do they look at okay uh okay um but uh to be honest a lot of consultants actually uses uh, matrices and a whole bunch of all these uh, facts and figures and all this uh we, we, we do that we do that but uh we we we, we do a bit slightly different because uh here's the thing uh we, we are here to fix we're here to fix a problem so let's first off uh, what we always do is that uh we we don't always take client as it is okay uh why partly it's because uh, before even uh you know uh be, before even become our client I have to understand uh, you as an owner or you as a decision maker a bit more. Right. Sometimes, uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, when, when in, in a certain situation, you may not even know that you are in a, in a bad situation. Okay. Uh, you, may, you may think that you are, you are as it is. I said, okay, uh, this is what I have. This is my situation. Paddy and gang, please come in and help me. Uh, sometimes it may not be seen as it is. So what we usually do is that uh, uh, you know, you find that something is interesting, something that we can probably understand a bit more. We will enter it, we will engage them, but without them paying us first. That means I have a couple of sessions, talk to them and identify, hey, where are your potential problems? Uh, why? Sometimes when you're in, when you're caught in that moment, you may not know that you actually have a problem that is not what you identified. Okay, so uh, for example, uh, we, we, we work with a couple of uh, clientels uh, where they are funded startup. <clears throat> okay, so uh, because of the way it was funded, they are being pushed very hard to go into other markets so that you know, can, whether is it to conquer another market to bring the valuation ups and everything. So when they started talking to us, then we, then we understand, say, okay, but here's the situation. Uh, it may not be as it seems to be, uh, partly it's because uh, we feel that uh, you know, certain directions that is being enforced by your VCs or your investors to move, uh, it may potentially benefit them more than benefit the business by itself. So if that is the case, uh, we can do everything for you, but you have to know that you may actually hurt your business down the road. Because some of the investors, are, I won't say uh, when they are, they are who they are, they may probably come in and say, hey, I invest in this. And then at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I have a uh, you know, 2x, 3x, 4x and everything and then exit. So uh, again, nothing wrong. You took their money, you need to fulfill. But sometimes uh, it, sometimes uh, the owners may not see that way because they may not have enough experience. So they may not see in that way. And then in this case, uh, the company actually get drained out. 
So once you get drained out, yes, the investors may potentially have a good exit, but you as a business, you probably suffer. So, so, so this is the part that we will come in and say, we, we first off, we identify uh, where are the cause of concern. Okay. And then uh, once we identify already, then we will probably, uh, no, we will recommend say, maybe you want to look into this, 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 this. So, and over a period of time, let's say uh, 100 days, we are, we, are, we, are, we are more famous of uh, in the industry to, to look into things and then we break them down into 100 days. So 100 days meaning that probably about three and a half months, I mean, if it's include pub, uh, public holidays, include Saturday, Sunday, we come in, we sort things out for you on a various uh, so-called uh, uh, KPI, okay, so-called uh, measurables, uh, uh, um, success, su- success and everything. So we were like, okay, come in, we will do A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D, within this period of time and now we are supposed to hit these milestones but here's the thing the milestones is not up to you as the owner to just you decide everything we should actually all sit down and say that practically okay uh, in a more practical way what are the things that can be achieved during this period of time because sometimes is we can move very fast but your mid-management your 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 uh your operational side they may not move as fast and everybody may just get super confused. Why suddenly the company uh, know, did, did 180 degree uh, 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 change in direction. So I think there are quite a few things that we probably have to put in as measurable. And uh, when that is agreed upon all parties, uh, because it's not about us coming in wanting to make changes, but internally, you know, there may be resistance to change. And then uh, we have to make sure that there is a, 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 a force, okay, uh, that is uh, or rather a team that's behind you to support you on, on the initiative. Right. So these are the measurables that we always have to be in place with. Lah. Right. So um, I just have um, like a question and that is like, was there ever a time where your initial solution did not solve the problem and you had to like pivot to like, to like find other ways to, to solve it? Sorry, uh, can you... Maybe exp- explain okay. a bit more. So, like for example, I think um, uh, like at the start, maybe when you when you talk to the the founders, you'll be like, okay, mm. let's do X Y Z, and then at first they were initially like very agreeable to it, but then midway through, like 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 um, implementing the solution, they suddenly become very resistant to it because they realize that um, hey, this is not really what we wanted. Then then what do you do after that? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, good question. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we do face such kind of situations. Uh, it varies. Uh, it can be things like, uh, for example, a couple of cases that we, we had encountered was that, uh, uh, was that the, uh, the parents uh, hired us and uh, one wants the business to move in a certain direction. Right. And uh, everybody's also agreeable and everything. And then uh, down the road, uh, in between of it, uh, the, the, the kids may come in. Okay. Uh, due to whatever reasons, uh, the kids may come in and say, "Hey, uh, uh, maybe they want to take over, or, or maybe they want to uh, they 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 uh, they resist the changes that is already being implemented." Uh, it happens. It happens. I mean, uh, you, you know, uh, it, it's it's normal lah. It's normal to happen because a certain efforts that could have been done, and then uh, maybe the kids come in and say, "Hey, you know, I, I want to take this to a certain different directions," and uh, and the board of directors and, and the you know the parents actually uh, had the discussions. Everything, yeah, uh, it happens. So so usually what we what we always do is that uh, we we just want to be uh, as open as possible because uh, it, uh things don't happen overnight just like that. Uh, you know, it 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 can be something that may be a certain trigger. 
And uh, we have to be sensitive enough to understand that, yes, uh, we, we are hired to do our job. But uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, uh, you know, if circumstances changes, situation changes, uh, we, we are so, uh, you know, we, we are so stiff that uh, we, 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 are, we, are, we ourselves resist to change. Right. So what we usually do is that uh, when there are certain changes and there are certain signs or sickness on it, uh, we will ask them. No, we ask that because uh, we like to have uh, as much open conversation as possible because uh, when a company shifted their direction or the company to pivot or company to structure, restructure, uh, it, is, it is very important that, uh, you know, things get as transparent as possible. So for us, it's that uh, we, we are hired. We are hired to get a certain end result. We are hired to get a certain end goal. No point to insist you know, uh, that, that that this is what we have signed. This is what we agreed upon. But I think it's more of like, there should be a certain level of flexibility, a certain level of degree of our trust by all parties. And uh, here's the thing, we, we are hired by them. We, we, are not their, we are not their enemy, neither are they our enemies. So we rather have it in a situation where like, uh, they will talk to us or, or we, we, we sort of, uh, you know, uh, got the hints, uh, get the signals and everything. And then we talk to them and ask them, hey, you know, is this what we are looking at? So this is where all the measurables, all the milestones will come in. So for example, let's say we are hired uh, to solve a certain things, to solve a certain problem. And uh, let's say over the period of, uh, say, 100 days, uh, you, you, you don't go back to them on the hundredth day and say, ta-da, we are done. Uh, you, you don't do that. <laughs> okay. Right, right, so, right. So you, you actually have milestones in between. It can be on a weekly basis. It can be a bi, uh, it can be a bi-weekly fortnight and everything. So in between where there's certain uh, changes, uh, this is where you pick the signal up. You talk to them and say, hey guys, so, you know, uh, well, what happens or stuff like that? Uh, because uh, we did have a couple of situations where, uh, okay, like this, pandemic, for example, this COVID-19 situation, uh, like some of the companies that we work with, they, 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 they've been prepared to enter into a certain markets. But because of this pandemic, straight away, none of us can travel. Right. Okay. Meaning that they, they can't fly in, you can't fly out. And in, in, in such cases, what do you do? Uh, well, you just, okay, so let's just pivot because we are fixing. End of the day, is, is that problem big enough to be fixed? If that problem is big enough to be fixed, Hire us, we sort it out. If somehow the, the problem doesn't exist anymore and a new problem arises, so what do we do? I think naturally we should look at how to fix that problem first rather than rather than just get fixated with, with an old, old problem but uh, using old solutions. So to answer the question is, I think the, the key word here is flexibility. Right, right. Okay. So then for for like um startups I guess that are not as like funded like uh, they might not have money to hire a consultant um what are the, some of the common problems that they might face and like could you give some advice on like how to solve them Okay I uh, I think I think uh, one one very common problem I mean even uh, as a mentor myself uh, even my co-founders as mentor to some of the startups uh, is that uh, well, the, the biggest difference is uh, a commercial and a non-commercial is that, of course commercial let's say you hire people like uh, Blackstorm <clears throat> uh, there, there is a team of people you know right. uh, whether, whether it's by locations or by experience there is a team of people that can probably share with you you know the kind of experience that they have the kind of situation the kind of case studies and then they try to sort it out for you because that's what they pay for but uh, for, 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 for startups or even for founders who like you know uh, just started or, or struggling or whatever uh, I think getting a mentor is, is, is good so that the mentor can share with you some of this you know experience everything they may not be able to do the executions but they may be able to sort of guide you in, in, into a, a certain direction so um, what I'm trying to say is that 
some some of these problems are uh, usually for this kind of uh, for startups. Usually, it boils down to a couple of things. Uh, it, it can be the people. Okay. Uh, when you first started a, a business, you when you first started with an idea. Uh, Probably you know you, you can get your own friends. You can get your 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 your, your no, people that you probably know of. Uh, again, nothing wrong. Okay. Uh, or po- probably people of a certain skill sets, and then uh, you sort of like assemble everybody together. You know, just thinking of it like an Avengers. You, you assemble them together, but that doesn't mean that uh, you 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 don't have conflict over time. You 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 don't have uh, situations where you know uh you know you, you guys just can't work together. I think I think. I think the first thing that we have to realize is that uh, when you're putting a group of people together to work together uh, with a common goal, okay, whether is it you know to raise funds, to come up with a fantastic product, or to change the world or whatsoever, uh, you have to understand that there it will always be conflict and there will always be people who don't like each other. Uh, but one thing has to be kept in mind is that everybody has to keep it professional that to work together. That's it. Right. Okay, you don't have to like each other, but you probably have to f- figure a way to work with each other because after the goal of the company you know it should align with everybody I think this is this is one of the most common problems that many companies are will always face uh, you have to understand that you may not like this guy but if he is not performing his job that he was hired to or that he was a co-founder to then you have to be very realistic that you know uh, things are not working out so let's part way you know the kind of stuff you have to come to a, a certain point of agree to disagree disagree to agree you know the kind of situation right uh, and then another thing is that the, the direction of the product uh, ultimately if you are I mean if you are, talk, if you are discussing about startups it, it simply means that there is a product or there will be products yep. so the product is you have to be uh, mindful that the definition of a product will have to evolve will have to evolve whatever that you started off today that it may not end up the product that you wanted okay right. uh it, 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 there, there's a lot of factors uh, it can be internal factors that the skill set is not there technology has uh, changes so much the market does not need that <clears throat> or there may be a replacement that actually comes in much better than uh, what you're doing and stuff like that. So I think the product portion is something that we have to be realistic because while you're trying to figure how to develop these particular products or services to probably make some money to fund the company, to hire the people and everything, uh, you have to be realistic that this may change. And uh, one, one of the most common problems, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm an engineer, so I, I, I came across a lot of this uh, myself also. It's like, uh, you will never have a perfect product because uh, with time, resources, all put in place, uh, my take is that uh, come up with a product Okay, and identify the types of customers that will want your product. That's all. Right. Okay, and, and uh, not, 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 nothing sinister about it, uh, nothing being shameful about it. Because some companies just want to make very big announcement that they're going to come up with something they can change the world. But, but uh, you know, time, resources, money, and all this may not be able to allow you to do that. Then, uh, then uh, last but not least, I think a lot of startups face is that uh, uh, potential. Okay, uh, is that... You may have a product, you may have the right people, you may have everything, but uh, the potential of of where the market is, the potential of uh, you know uh, uh, who will be using it and stuff like that. I think this is also one of the biggest challenge, uh, which is also incidentally, which is why a lot of uh, companies that when they got funded or, or they need to move very fast, they hire people like us. Uh, partly it's because uh, over time, the, the, the team could have already been mixed up by uh, a lot of uh, tech guys, a lot of product guys, a lot of uh, or even marketing guys, sales guys. You, you, somehow you have a bit of a, a, a bigger cluster of a certain uh, skill sets of the, a group of people together in the company. Right. But uh, he, he, the, the, the risk is that everybody may probably see in 
in the same angle. Okay. Uh, so so some of the folks may, may may not understand very well on how to market it or may not understand very well on how to sell it. So sometimes they hire uh hire people in. Again, nothing wrong with that. But uh realistically speaking, is that if you hire someone in, uh, you depend everything on this or or, or this particular person. Right. Again, nothing wrong. But the challenge here is that uh uh if you hire this person, he has to be very, very realistic that can one person actually solve all your marketing problem? Can this one person solve all your branding problem? Uh, answer is usually no. Partly it's because uh, you know, the, the, the cycle of understanding the products, getting to know each other, getting to know the markets and everything uh, may not necessarily be able to give you the result that you want immediately. Right. So, so which is why some of the companies that we work with is that uh, we train the trainer. We, 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 we get caught in. We don't look at it from just one angle. We, we, we do multiple things at the same time. Then at the same time, we train this particular person who probably you just got, you know, just got hired. And then uh, we tell them, hey, these are the gaps that you probably need to hire more people so that when, when, when we are done, let's say 100 days later when we are done, we pass it over. You have a team that can actually transit over rather than uh, you, push, you push all the responsibility to, let's say, uh, a CMO. Your, all, all along, your company never have a CMO. Then suddenly, you're going to hire one CMO and then you expect this CMO to, to, to create magics uh, and, uh, you know, and this is where disagreement happens and then uh, you suddenly you get a CMO that probably joined for a couple of months and then uh, this fellow left and then uh, ended up you have a good product but you don't have someone to tell the world. Right. So this, this, these are the common gaps that will happen for a startup. But for like a startup that cannot really hire a lot of people, maybe sometimes they only have like one marketing guy, right? How, how, how should they look at it then? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I would suggest uh, three, three things that we can look at. Uh, so let's say if you are startups uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, resources is limited, okay? Yep. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, you, you just don't have the kind of money to hire someone. You just don't have, uh, you know, uh, the kind of... Uh, um, basically, you don't have money right, right, right. <laughs> to hire people. Uh, maybe you can look into a few things to say. Well, there may be a potential uh, shares. You, know, uh, you can look into uh, allocate, allocating some shares, of course, based on performance, based on results. And then, uh, you know, you, you can always get someone in who actually probably believe in what you are doing. And then, uh, you know, uh, probably uh, someone that's actually pretty strong. Uh, he or she don't have to be running it full time. Uh, you can always get this person in and say, hey, you know, uh, I need some advice. I need this, I need that. But uh, it, it, but in res- it, but to respect their time and, and the resources and the time that they put in everything, uh, you, you may want to openly say that, hey, here's the thing. I don't have money to hire you. Uh, but I do appreciate you know, the, kind of, uh, the kind of advice that you used to me. And hopefully if you can even execute some of the things or even point me to the right direction or link me up to the right people, uh, this so-and-so and, and, and on certain things I, I like to offer it to you. You know, that kind right. of stuff. So, so, so have a very open conversation about all this because uh, there are people, there may be people or there are people in fact that we know of that they are actually in between jobs okay? or maybe they are already running uh, their own business or they may be already, uh, you know, are looking around and uh, they are not quite sure, hey, am I going to give up my, my job that's probably paying me <clears throat> Couple of, couple of thousand dollars, tens of thousand dollars, and then just join you as a startup. Uh, it, it may not right. happen. So I think most importantly is that you have to you have to be very truthfully say that these are all the gaps that we have. Uh, these are the things that we are not very good in. Uh, you know, is there any way that we can work out something? So this is one way. Uh, second, second is, <clears throat> uh, you 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 
you may not be able to hire someone, but it doesn't mean that you cannot try to do it yourself internally. Uh, I, I know it may sound a bit crazy. Let's say, for example, you're a CTO. You're very, very strong in technical stuff. You're very strong in, in engineering stuff. You're very strong in programming stuff. But uh, that doesn't mean that uh, you, 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 don't, you, you can also attempt it. Okay. I, I know it sounds like a very dangerous thing, but here's the thing. Uh, you, know, you, you don't crash and burn just right. like that. You... you it, it, it probably may be a slower death, you know, <clears throat> but you can always try it internally. Because for all you know that, uh, what makes a startup very different from a lot of corporate is that uh, uh, the people that usually that you put in and you assemble in, into a team, uh, they may not be a single skill set yep. talent. Okay. Many, 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 many startups that are that I mentor myself, that I invested myself, uh, you, you, you find that some, some people are, yes, they may be very fixated about you know, doing programming, you know, C sharp, you know, a whole bunch of PHP, a whole bunch of all this kind of stuff, middleware, APIs, everything. But that doesn't mean that they don't have other skill set. You know, so so sometimes you may actually dig inside, and uh, you may have people who actually have a certain skill set. And uh, these certain skill sets, you have to be realistic that you no, know, uh Certain skills that may not be as good as professional, but you can make do, right. and you, you can always tap into the internal resources to do that. Okay. Uh, the 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 third thing that I can actually look at is that uh, well, you can always butter trade. Okay. Uh, you can always butter trade. Butter trade in a sense that okay, you you may have a certain uh, 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 uh products. You may have a certain criteria of things that you are doing and stuff like that, and uh, you know, you may have certain things that other companies may need. Right. So you can probably look into butter trading. Like for example, uh, we, we we came across a couple of other companies where they are pretty good in doing mobile apps. They are pretty good in doing uh, websites. So they are actually developing uh, you know uh, some backend for them for themselves for themselves for enterprise uh, B two B and enterprise solutions and everything. But uh, they they talked to me. I said, hey, I said, go look for a uh, agency, small little boutique. Uh, you know, social medias, uh, digital marketing, those kind of agencies. Work with them. Because for all you know, some of these folks, they may have clientele who actually needs advice on mobile applications, how to develop mobile applications, how to deploy, blah, 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 and all this. So the two of you can actually sort of sit together, go talk to a potential client of this digital marketing agency, talk to them. Then you can provide, you can have the engineer guy or the tech guy to give some insights. Okay. And then in return, in return, because... No, it costs money. Look, okay, literally, it actually costs money. So, so you can, in return, probably have have someone, which is probably the owner, okay, of the digital marketing agency, to give some advice and say, hey, you know, you, you have this product, you may want to go into this, you may want to do this, you may want to go put yourself up on the stage, you may want to do this, and all this is never free. When we when we say advice, uh, why should someone with lots of experience share with you advice for free? So. You can ask for once, you can ask for twice, but the moment you start asking without giving anything in returns, I think this is this is not the spirit of a right, startup. Right. So, so, so if, if you can, you try to do some butter trading and uh, for all you know, someone who can give you some advice, some guide, okay, and then you realize that internally, you may have someone who actually is pretty good on certain executions. You probably can assemble this, assemble that, or you can combine all three that I just mentioned, put them all together and you can actually probably fit into a certain scope of work that you, you you probably could not have imagined to doing it on your right. own. Right. So for, what about yep. like, let's say for example, I think you mentioned earlier like a very technical founder, um, like a CTO, like 
he, how does he even grow like his connection, his network to to even meet up with like the owner of the digital marketing agency? Like how how does he grow his network when he first start? Okay, uh, good question. <laughs> this is something that uh, we always get asked. Uh, okay, this is my personal view. Uh, uh, my, my co-founders may not agree with me, uh, but uh, my my take is that uh, I I always don't believe. Uh, I always don't believe in spending time on and resources on things that you're actually not good in as a founder. As a founder, right. So, for example, uh, if you're a CTO. Uh, and you happen to be the founder of the company. Maybe you start the whole company on your own. And uh, instead of putting yourself as a CEO, you put yourself as a CTO, you know, the kind of stuff. So let's say if, if you are very, very strong on the technical, technical, but you're actually not strong in, or you just, just feel very, you just feel it's a waste of time to talk to people. Okay. I mean, there are a lot of situations. Right, right. uh, or, you, or, or you find that you're, you're just someone that's an introvert. Just put, put me in front of a computer. Uh, you know, I, I can spend the whole day down there or spend weeks inside over the weekend and everything. I, I don't have to... In- I don't have to mingle with anybody. That would be a perfect scenario for me. But however, uh, uh, my, my take is always that, uh, yes, is we are always very comfortable with what we are doing. But realistically speaking, uh, if you are the you are the if you are the so called the highest authority of the whole company, then probably you have a whole bunch of developers looking up. So here's the thing. Uh, do you go out and mingle or do you don't, you know, do you go out and market and all this? I, I think the question here is that uh, personally for me is that I rather, I rather build on what I'm really good in and I don't go for things that I'm really not good in. Right. So let's say for example, I, I, I'm not strong in networking. Okay. I'm not strong in networking. I, I will never want to spend time and I will not encourage the, the CTO to go out and try to do networking. Okay, why? Because certain settings in the certain networking sessions and all this, uh, it, it's, it's, all, it's all about talking about selling yourself right. and then selling your, 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 your business, selling your products. And then, uh, you know, probably hopefully some potential VC, some potential investors or even potential partners may, may be able to, hey, well, this is interesting. This is something that I'm looking at. Uh, my, my take is always that uh, uh, don't take it as it's a networking session for you to go out to sell things that you're not comfortable Okay, I know it sounds a bit weird, but I I rather take it as, yeah, if you're very very good technically, okay, very very good technically, but that doesn't mean that you know you should always stay stay at the back of a computer, okay, or stay in front of a computer rather. Right. So you you can always pick and choose the kind of you know pick the war, pick the battle that you can won, that you can win, you know. So let's say if it's a networking sessions and if it's a very technical. Networking sessions, uh. okay. That means, uh, you know, it, it, probably let's say you talk about, uh, Linux. Okay, talk about something like AI. You know, that kind of thing. Right. You, you know very well that uh, there will be a lot of a bunch of uh programmers, a bunch of uh, tech guys, or, or non-sales guys. You know, uh, they will mingle together. So, so go go in, uh, mingle with those guys, but probably bring along someone who is actually non-tech. Okay, let's say for example, you can always bring someone that's uh that's probably can see things from a different perspective, so that you can you you, you can you can emphasize on what you're really good in. That means that what you're really strong in. But then you can have someone who is actually next to you, which is of course uh, one of your one of your staff, one of your you know uh, uh, uh someone that you can trust, right? Yeah, or even a friend, uh, who be able to see things that you are not able to see. So you just focus on what you're really good in, and then uh potentially from there you identify you know uh where can we go from here. And and, and 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 for all you know is that uh, this is also how we, how how we ourselves get to see a lot of this kind of, uh, 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 tech guys that are actually like a CTO who is actually very very good and over time he or she will probably can can actually be be migrating over, 
uh, to be a CEO, but with very good technical foundations, with technical knowledge. You know, because it doesn't mean that everybody has to be uh, super good in sales, super good in right. marketing, super good in technical in order to 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 run a, a, a effective right. company. So I like, I think those are like really good advice. But I want to like move a little bit towards like uh your your own personal reflection. What what was the greatest struggle that you have faced thus far at, at Blackstorm? Uh, okay for okay for Blackstorm is uh okay. I, I could say for Blackstone is a very interesting thing. Uh, I I took a bet. Uh, so far is is paying off. I, I took a bet in the sense that uh, uh, I I started this company. Uh, partly because of uh, there are already demands. But uh, the I, I would say it's a regret. But uh, the the bet was that uh, I I know very well that uh, a lot of uh, uh SME that we are targeting. Most of the SMEs are owners are probably of a certain age. Okay, uh, typically right. they can be uh, no, young, you can be your 30 plus, 40 plus, slightly older, you can have like your no, 60 to 70 to 80 years old and everything. So some of this group of uh, clientele, they, they, they still register very much to their traditional thinking. Uh, again, right. nothing wrong. I mean, they gotten where they are from whatever that they had done previously. So, uh, so the resistance is always very high. Uh, if you have uh, co-founders or you have a team of people that are very young, Okay, so uh, it, it's not a regret for me, but uh, I I took a bet and uh, I, I'm I'm already seeing results. Uh, it, it it was a it was it was a bit of struggle initially, partly because uh, just imagine uh, you know uh, just like I was saying uh, earlier on, uh, we focus a lot more on startups and then uh, over time we actually focus a bit more on the SME. But take note when you when you're focusing on SME, it's, it's very different. In, in SME, uh, I mean I'm not trying to stereotype here, but in SME. Uh, things are not moving as fast as a startup. You know, there, uh, right. there are quite a lot of uh, compliance. There are quite a lot of, uh, you know, uh, certain rules okay, uh, that you need to follow. But uh, somehow in startups, a lot of things are make-do. You know, they were like, hey, let's, let's figure things out first. And then we talk about the paperwork, not that kind of stuff. So, so, when, we, right. so when we transit over that, uh, I, 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 I knew very well that uh, we are going to face a lot of resistance. Uh, because okay, partly it's because in my whole team, uh, I'm actually the oldest. Okay, I'm a 45 years old, 1975. <laughs> I'm actually the oldest. So, so when I engage, uh, or, or rather when uh, this this so-called potential clients, when they, we engage them or they engage us, uh, they, they 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 prefer to talk to someone who's probably to them is older. Okay, usually right. I, I, again, I'm not trying to stereotype, but somehow a lot of them have this uh, understanding, thinking that older means more experience. Okay. Uh, yep. I mean, they gotten where they are today. Partly is because of that. But uh, here's the thing: uh, the, the 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 truth of the matter here is that uh, if you have a whole bunch of folks who think the same like you, who have similar experience like you, and then go through similar things as you, and then uh, you want to you want changes to happen in your business, maybe because of uh, right. you know, the era has changed, the direction of the business has changed, the industry has changed. So when there are a whole bunch of people who think behave. Now everything similar to you, then I think this is a huge risk. So, so uh, if you ask me any regrets or anything, I think the only thing that uh, I, 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 I didn't foresee was that the resistance was so high initially. Is that right. imagine that I have a, I have a, I have a, I have two founders, two lady founders, some more, uh, two lady Chinese founders. Okay, so. So 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 they face they face challenges. Okay, they face challenges. Uh, for example, when we go to a certain countries, okay, uh, to to some of these folks, they were like, 
about we usually like to deal with uh, business owners that are men. Uh, you know, they they right. kind of they kind of they kind of nonsense. They're very very old stick in the mud kind of thinking. But then again, to 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 me, it's like okay, so yeah, then it's okay. Then 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 we are probably not the right service provider to you, and we just walk away. It's okay. Or they were like, uh, sorry, you're only thirty years old. What kind of experience do you have? So here's the thing: if you expect someone to have like you know same experience as you, think the same like you and everything, why would you hire someone that's similarly like you? Then why don't you solve the problem right. yourself? So I think I think in retrospect is that a lot of them will probably have to learn that whatever that they know got them where they are, but whatever that they do not know. It may actually be better for the, the 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 newer generation who had that kind of exposure. Like for example, <clears throat> we had companies that we had clientels that that embarked on uh, doing ICO initial coin offering. Okay, uh, they raised a lot of funds. Then uh, then then they realized, okay, crap, I I I don't know how to bring the company forward. Uh, how? You know the kind of stuff. So 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 we have a couple of exposure to all these kind of companies. Then we structure them, we scale them. So so this group of uh, so-called the owners, the founders, they are younger because they themselves jump into cryptocurrency and everything. But guess what? If you will talk about it twenty years ago, thirty years ago. Nobody actually knows that there is such a thing that actually exists because it doesn't exist during then. But now, when you talk to some of these uh, SMEs, uh, some of the bosses, some of the owners, and everything, uh, they, they may know very much about what they are doing, the manufacturing and stuff like that. But 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 we know very well that certain things they actually have to adopt very differently. So that experience, I mean, cryptocurrency is just one of the many other examples. Uh. You can talk about deep tech, you can talk about health tech and everything. But uh, but to to, to right. those folks, they may not see. So 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 my only regret that I had, I use the word had, was that uh, when I first started this, I didn't identify correctly. Okay, thinking that the transitions for a startup to SME would be easier, but uh, we hit the wall almost uh, quite fast when uh, we started talking to all the SMEs, and then they were they were like, no, they don't, they don't tell you straight on the face, but they sort of like, hey, you know, you guys are too young to help me to solve a problem. But over time, we managed to convince most of them and tell them, hey, guys, this is a situation. What works then may not work now. So we may not know a lot about your you know, 40, 50 years manufacturing, okay, uh, but we do know something that can bring this company to the future. So what we are looking at is that you have to understand, are you looking for someone who has a rich experience of the future, uh, the past or potentially can bring this company to the future? I think this, this is my position. The, as I said, the, the only regret was that I, I, I didn't expect that resistance to be so high. So we, we sort of like bounce a bit here and there. I mean, uh, we, we are very comfortable working with startups because uh, uh, well, we, we know the pace and we understand a bit better. But eventually, uh, clientels that are probably in that space of SME or this, they actually needed more help, especially like now. Now, like this pandemic, I think it's quite straightforward. Pandemic, a lot of startups are all right. dying. A lot, a lot of them are dying. Just that we probably don't see on the news. A lot of them are dying. And a lot of these startups... Uh, are so-called invested by a lot of this kind of uh, tauke, this kind of uh, investors, this kind of bosses and everything. They, are, they themselves are, okay, uh, I do not know what to do because I never encountered such a... So what should I do? So I have to take care of my traditional businesses. I have to take care of the portfolio that I invested. How? Uh, so this is where we see that, okay, so now we can actually cover both spectrum of it and uh, we, we are doing pretty well. So that, that, that's how I see it. Uh. Right. So then let's let's go to the the um flip side of things then. I think now that like we mentioned a little bit about like your struggles, what what was like then your biggest achievement at Blackstorm? Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, again, it, it goes back to my two founders. Uh, I think my biggest achievement uh, uh, will be my two founders and the team of people under them. Uh, for example, uh, 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 my 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 uh, my two founders. One of them, one of them was actually my intern, uh, Jesslyn Bay. Uh, she was actually my intern in another company. Uh, so she came in as right. an intern. Uh, so you know, um, when, uh, it, it, it's quite it's, it's quite fantastic when you have uh, someone who was an intern, and then after that, uh, join you as a part time. And then, uh, you know, there is a, during the university days, she was an intern. And after she joined us as a part-time when she was still studying, graduated, joined us as a full-time, and then uh, proved herself a lot. And then, uh, you know, when we, when, we, when we have another separate company, uh, she becomes one of the co-founders. I think this is something that I'm, I'm pretty proud of uh, for various reasons. Number one is that uh, you, you, you know, um, no, no disrespect to any of the interns, but uh, there, there are always uh, some interns that just you know want to get by, uh, want to get some scores, get some results, and then uh, life goes on. You know, or then there are also there are also those who genuinely want to learn, and then uh, and genuinely wants to uh, implement. So 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 I I got her uh, as an intern, and uh, she genuinely wants to learn, and then you know dare to step up. Because a lot of interns always have this uh, you know like fear of hey, what if I say something wrong? everything so so we sort of have the kind of environment to have a lot everybody to make mistake so so she came up on that and then uh yeah that is she, she, she's one of my uh proud moment that uh, i have someone who was an intern to become a co-founder uh then uh, another one uh if she's uh, another co-founder which is uh uh this uh shelby t uh, I, I knew her when uh, she was uh, she was in another startup uh, that I, I was running. Uh, I was a I was a CTO on the other company. Uh, she was hired more as a marketing ops person, and uh, she did very very well. But sad to say, my CEO did not perform well, and then uh, the other. So the other startup, we actually shut it down. So I, I offer her, I say, hey, you know, why not you just come over? Uh, you know, um, no, she, she has a drive. That, that's most important. Uh, she, 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 she's not from those consultancy uh, background. She's not those, uh, you know, the, the kind of uh, uh, research background. But uh, so I hire her, I say, why don't you just come over, uh, get yourself trained up, you know, uh, and uh, see where this thing goes. So along the way, she got trained up and, uh, and uh, she, 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 she really pushed herself very, very strong. And, uh, you know, going from uh, someone that is actually not just marketing, but actually go in deep on the ops. So she, 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 she can really dissect a lot of things that most of us cannot see. So when you throw her to a project, uh, handling ops, she can actually break down the details that she's like, it's like pretty compli- complicated for most of us, but she is, she is able to see a solution to end to most of it. So that's also when, uh, when we have uh, this black storm, uh, I, you know, uh, I offer her to come over as a co-founder. I think the proudest moment that I have was that, uh, uh, I train them up and then uh, they gotten where they are today and then at the same time uh, they, they improvise uh, you know they improvise uh, what I had uh, shared with them on the kind of exposure and everything and then uh, they now they are now training their own uh, their own teams in uh, Taiwan in Malaysia in, in, in uh, Thailand and whole Singapore also. so 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 I, I think that that is probably something that I'm, I'm pretty proud of uh, in uh, Blackstorm right so Paddy, thank you so much for your time. I just have one last question for you. And that is, what is the one advice they'll give to your past self that's just starting out this whole business journey, this whole entrepreneurship journey? <laughs> uh, I, I would say that uh, uh, if there's one advice that I would give myself, uh, would be uh, start earlier. Start earlier in the sense that uh, 
uh, I, I should not have hesitated too long. I, I know I started my first business at around the age of 17 years old when I was in Singapore Poly. Uh, I, I should have started much, much earlier because I, I had the, under, uh, I always say understanding, I, I, I had the uh, information thinking that, or I had the understanding thinking that uh, you have to have some money to start a business. Right. I, I think that's wrong. I, I Again, I won't blame myself, it's, it's myself, is that... Uh, you know, when you get exposed to all this, you keep thinking that you have to have money to, to start the business. Then I realized that apparently it's not. Uh, I think these days, even like now, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even encourage founders or, 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 or you know, anyone, everyone to just go out and start raising funds immediately. I, I could rather put it as, uh, I think the first thing that I, I really could advise is to start early, <coughs> probably as early as, uh, no, as long as uh, you, you know what the hell you want. Okay, so start early by building a value. So I believe a, a very, very, very strongly is that the moment you have value, okay, uh, that means that uh, no, you don't have to have create huge value that you want everybody to see. You don't need. You just need to have value, and you just have enough people to identify that you are someone with certain value. They will want to do business with you, and they will want to do transaction with you, and they want to tap onto you. I, I think I think I, I if I if I can advise myself, I could say that I could want to start earlier so that I can accumulate. And uh, probably hopefully build up some more value so that by the time I'm more ready, ready, you know, uh, I, I could have shortened some of this uh, path. But, but then again, it's, it's, it's always a 2020 high side kind of, kind of situation. Uh. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So, like, for people that might want to like look for you or know what you do, where can they find you? Oh, um, uh, can find me in uh, LinkedIn, Peditan, or uh, look for me or Blackstorm CEO. B-R-A-C-K-S-T-O-R-M-C-O-C-O-Stand-For-Consulting.Asia uh, or, or just uh, pop me an email, peditan at gmail.com you know, because uh, I own a few other businesses. So Gmail usually get me uh, instead of uh, other, other corporate email accounts. Right. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Paddy. Okay. Thank you very much for having me also. Thank you. We've come to the end of the podcast. I hope that this episode gave you an inside look on what goes on in the consulting industry. You can find Blackstone Consulting on their website, blackstormco.asia. That is B-L-A-C-K-S-T-O-R-M-C-O dot Asia. If you like what you hear and want to follow us, you can do so on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. See you on the next episode. Take care.